yeah, yeah. What is good, everybody? You know the vibes, J Street vibes here. It's your man's Kenny Caraway in the building. This is Jason Jones sipping on some crown uh, after. I was about to say, Jason, you sound like you uh, haven't watched a playoff game for 14 years, or covered a playoff game, I should say. For 14 I've, years. yeah, yeah. Well, at least <laughs> I've been on with the beat since what 2010. So yeah, uh, approximately 25 percent of my life has been <laughs> devoted to watching. Damn. Damn. Uh, teams win between 25 and 30 games. Oh, man. And officially today, well, it was before this game ended, um, Dame Lillard uh, waved bye-bye to the Kings, but officially knocked out 129-112 um, Rockets over the Kings. Austin Rivers, 40, 41 points on the night. 41 like I said, I, on the night. I swear Austin has never had a bad game against the Kings. He's so the KCP probably, of it all, man. It's probably fitting that he would get a career high off the bench on them. It's like, okay, let's just go ahead and just really go ahead and go out. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. You know, one thing I will say, and he's not a 41-point player like that, but I, I have always thought Austin was better than people give him credit for. He's, you know, he's one-dimensional. He's not like he's this, you know, all-around player. He's, he just goes in there and tries to get buckets. If he's hot, it's good. If it's not, it's all bad, but... Austin's not a bad player. No excuses what happened no. today. I just that's just a side note that I, I always thought Austin was a little better than people gave him credit for. Well, people hate Austin for being Austin, for being an arrogant <laughs> young guy who came from money and he went to Duke and people were like he only got that contract because his pops made sure he got paid i mean actually his you know, mom made sure he got paid i'm pretty sure well, yeah. doc was ready to make a move and mom's just like no <laughs> no <laughs> he ain't gonna be living with us when he's playing days over you better pay him you know but yeah those are all the reasons why people hate austin but the kings should hate him because he just gives them work seems like every time they see him every but, time yeah. every time 41 on yeah. the night that's inexcusable well, I mean, there's an excuse. They just can't. They can't play defense. I mean, you know, it's is. I mean, there's just. I really don't have much to say about this game because I feel like I've seen this game at least three hundred times. Mm. You know, it's just okay. We we'll just go ahead and let them do what they want to do, and we'll just take it. No kind of resistance whatsoever, um, man. It, it just. It frustrates me, man. It definitely frustrates me to see uh, people get into the basket so easily without any kind of resistance, without any kind of physical play, any kind of um, – just no, nobody, nobody standing in front and taking a stand here. You know what I'm saying? And we saw it the entire bubble. You know what I'm saying? This is something we saw the entire time in the bubble. And like you said, it's, it's not just this team. It has been this franchise for a long time. It just Just soft. Just really soft. I, I'm I'm saying it, man. I'm saying it. Just really soft. That's been the label on this organization for years. Every team around the league feels like if you just challenge the Kings and push them around, or just make them have to be physically t- like a physically or mentally tough team, they're not going to do it. And this, to me, this thing, I get you know, I don't because I ain't got much to say about the game. This thing starts at the top. This starts with how you the players you bring in. You know, this 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 you know, this starts up top. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times we have to hear we've got a bunch of nice guys. And to me, this is just my own personal theory, you know, just me. To me, this is the whole 
we're we're not going to have any more Demarcus Cousins backlash. We're not going to have these guys who get technical fouls and. But I'll say this about Demarcus. I knew Demarcus gave a damn. Right. You know, I knew he cared. I knew winning. I knew losing hurt him. And I don't think they got enough guys who are losing hurts. You know, it's it's, it's, it's like where Mike Malone does always say. I need guys who hate to lose more than they love to win. Yeah. And probably the last guy who's, you know, I haven't been around Rashawn enough to really know him to say he's like in that mold, but I, I, I was around Shump a lot. Shump was a guy who hated to lose, but he didn't fit the character thing that so they had to get, they got rid of him. And, you know, it was between his play not being as well and just, no, he didn't, he wasn't the nice guy. You know what? You know, like I said, it, to me, you know, you can't, you need some, I'm like, I would feel great if someone, you know, first off, this whole Zoom setup makes it where you can't kind of just talk to guys one-on-one and get some more in-depth. But I would love it if somebody would just get on in front of a camera and say, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. You I'd, know, I'd I remember going in, <laughs> I, I remember going into a locker room and seeing a, a whiteboard broken in half after a tough loss. Yeah. You know, now it's like, okay. And it's almost like, Coming to the Kings, and I've seen it for years now with the culture of the Kings. You get to the Kings, and it, like it saps something out of you, yeah. to where, you know, early on you're angry about it, and then you just kind of fall into well, this is how things go around here. We just don't win. And and I'm a, I'm gonna say this right now because I've been probably the most lenient person you could find when it comes to everything that has to do with the Kings front office. Uh, the coaching staff, the players have been very lenient and I've given them a major G pass this past season because look, injuries have played a part. You know, that has nothing to do with the guys that are actually on the court uh, being the softest Charmin and just being turnstiles out there. Um, That's a whole nother issue, but I understand, like I said, you got the two guys that are probably the toughest on the team out with in Rashawn Holmes and Kent Bazemore you don't stand a chance. And that has a lot to do with the other guys, like I said, being soft, playing soft, and being turnstiles. So I say all that to say I've been very lenient. This, something has to change going into, or something has to change next year, or everything is going to change, if you ask me, or everything needs to change. There's no more passes. There's, There's no more excuses. I know a lot of people have been at this point, but I'm telling you right now, I've seen, I've given enough passes here next year. There needs to be a culture change. There needs to be a mentality change, or there's going to be some, some employment changes. You know what I'm saying? And that's from Vladi to Luke to the roster. You know what I'm saying? Like things got to change. Yeah, and the reason why I go into the offseason assuming that, that this is the group you're going to have in a lot of ways is, one, you just gave Vlade an extension last year. Last year. And you allowed him to hire a new coach. So people say they got to do something now. First off, I mean, we, I, gotta be, I got to be fair all the way around. A lot of what they wanted to do this season was, was built around having a dynamic athlete at the four or five who could switch defensively, give them options. That was supposed to be Marvin Bagley. They never had him. They just never had him. So I will, I will allow for that. It ain't, it ain't an excuse for the entire season because I mean, if you didn't have him, you didn't have him, but you have to, you know, just 
that consider also given in the pandemic where just financially these teams are hurt can the kings really afford to fire a bunch of people mm-hmm. still pay them out their contracts and then hire people say they'll just get rid of vlade nah. if you fire vlade you've got to also replace probably everyone under him right. i mean there's there's financial things and if people don't understand and then on top of that then you got to go out and get a new coach because no gm i mean the kings have made that mistake before bringing in a gm after the coach a GM is going to want to bring his own guy in. So, I mean, there's just a lot that will go into it. And just it's, it's not as simple as just we'll replace the coach. Because if you replace the coach, you still got these same players. You're going to be in the same spot again next season. Because the same things that I've said it before, the same things Dave Yeager said about this team, Luke Walton has said. He might have said them nicer. He might not have said as much publicly, per se. But his actions have shown that the same things Dave saw – same things he said. So he's seeing. So, and I'm not giving these players a pass on the coach for the simple reason that you, you you couldn't stand Dave. You know, Dave did things that you didn't like. They got rid of Dave, and you know that goes back to the you know maybe you no know, you could say the front office maybe shouldn't be taking advice from players who have never won before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, so you you get rid of the coach, and then. You, you praise Luke for how good he is to you, and this is the effort you give him. Right. That's a character fall in the players, right. not the coach. I mean, Luke may not be a great coach, but that's a character flaw in the players where you got the coach, you you got the coach, say, the type of coach you said you wanted, and this is what you gave him. So I can't, that, that's the reason why you don't see me campaigning. Well, I don't campaign anyway, but I'm not putting all this on the coach. Because these guys on the court have to, and I just think this fan base is fan base, and a lot of the media have given these players too big of a pass for the shit they put on the court. I, I agree a hundred percent, and I can't. Somebody mentioned earlier about you know the the Nets game and even today or whatever, and talking about well, you know they didn't seem prepared, they didn't seem ready to play, and that's the coach's job to get them prepared to play. Um, these are some grown ass men. These are some grown-ass men who have been playing basketball their entire lives. They are great at the game of basketball. And to get to this level, you have to be a certain type of competitor. If you need a coach to prepare you and have you prepared mentally and physically to play in the biggest games of your season, then I'm going to tell you right now, the coach is way down the list of problems you got. If that if that's what you're looking for, you're looking for a coach to have these guys prepared and motivated. Like I keep saying, this ain't no goddamn JV basketball, man. That's, that's not yeah, what this is. Yeah. This is this is the pros, and you motivate yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just I I don't want to I really don't want to hear that no more from these guys. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah, saying that I don't they said hear it, it, but it shouldn't even look that way. Like. You're you for a lot of these guys, your career is on the line at this point. Your career is on the line. Your livelihood is on the line at this point. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't, at the very least, if you can't get uh, motivated because of that, let alone trying to be a winner, we we got big problems, man. Big yeah. Big and here's here's the thing: the first quarter, the plan worked, but what happens with this team? Once a little adversity hits, they crumble. Soft. I mean, it worked in the first, so, and like, I think even Corey Joseph said after the game, it, we're just a make or miss team. Either we make shots or we don't. If, and you can't win in this league if your only source of pride is we making shots. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they start they start missing some shots. The the Rockets made some, and then all of a sudden, okay, what the hell? Let's go ahead and just give up. Let's go ahead and let them go ahead and have what they're gonna have. I mean, it's it's been a theme, not just it was this season. It happened last season. Remember when D'Angelo Russell went at these guys for an mm. entire quarter? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, this is not a new thing. I know everyone wants to, you know, and there's a, there's this romanticized view of Dave Yeager now that he's gone. Because people were, in, like I said, in, enthralled by the 39 wins, not looking at the 9-16 and 16 record after the break, right. not looking at the fact they were blowing 25-point leads at home, not looking at the fact that they couldn't guard anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear, no, well, at least the pace was faster. It was entertaining. Who gives a damn? You lost. Period. I'm, I'm so sick of hearing, well, it's because they're not playing at a fa- – they're scoring – they're not getting a lot of fast break points. They scored 112 points still. But guess what? You gave up a hundred and you gave up like a hundred and twenty-five a game in the bubble. Ugh. Ugh. And you and you say you want to be a playoff team? A hundred and twenty-five? A hundred and six points today after the first quarter? That is amazing. That, that you could be that bad. That is that is atrocious, to just put it plain and simply put. It's atrocious. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing. And I, there's, I just can't stress enough, man. There's got to be, there's got to be some soul searching going on this off season, some soul searching. And you guys um, know how much I love De'Aaron Fox. I think he's one guy that you, you, you have that you can rely on and that you can depend on. Love me some De'Aaron Fox, but I'm going to say this as young as he is and all this other stuff, if he wants to make it with this team, He's going to, it's going to be, he's going to have to figure something out here. He's going to have to figure something out. And it sucks that that's the hand that he's dealt at 22 years old, but this is what it is. You got to figure it out and how to make sure that you elevate your game and you elevate your, your, your leadership to make sure these type of things don't happen again. If you go mm-hmm. down, you go down with a fight, not just as a turnstile. I, I said it earlier this year. I said uh, at a practice, there got to be a squad. There's got to be a squabble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, shit ain't cool. It's not cool. Some, and I, to me, the one thing I learned from this whole bubble experience is not over, but I think they got a gamer. I think Fox is a gamer. I think he is too. I think Bogey's a gamer. I think I don't know. Too. I think he's miscasted a little bit, but I think he's a gamer. Yeah, but, but I think he's miscast because of the, the, the makeup of your overall roster. Right. You know... You know, I, I don't know. You know, the Luke said today. You know, I didn't think about the Zoom thing. Is that we get the two players they bring to us. So we haven't talked to Buddy since I think his "We want the smoke" comment. I think <laughs> I don't think we talked to Buddy since. That's now infamous. And <laughs> I would love to ask. I mean, yeah, you wanted the smoke. You got the team got smoked. You know, yeah, smoked like a you know like no like a no. Well, I ain't going to go there right now. <laughs> they rolled them up. But put it this way, the rest of the teams in the bubble rolled them up and lit them. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I would love to just talk to him about, you know, because, you know, guys were even saying we're not doing enough to get Buddy open. And, you know, what's going, you know, but I think I, I haven't said this before, you know, I don't know. We haven't, we don't have a big enough sample size with Buddy, but I, I said before we went on the air. 
I remember growing up as a Laker fan and, re- and wondering well, how come whenever it seemed like the most pressure was on, I could we couldn't find Eddie Jones. Hmm. Eddie Jones was and Eddie Jones is a, is, a, is a better player than Buddy is. Yeah. Eddie Jones was an All Star, but it seemed like every year I could count on him getting that work from Jeff Hornacek. Yikes! <laughs> and it drove everyone in LA crazy. And knowing it changed when they put in this this eighteen year old kid who shot a bunch of air balls, hmm. and it changed because you said, you know what, Shaq said, I got somebody with me who's not afraid. Mm. Yeah, he missed him, but he wasn't afraid. I don't think Bogey or De'Aaron is afraid, but you need more of that. You know, you need more guys who are like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go down with a fight. And you, you look at the what the team has done. They've tried to get, as they put it, like, you know, these veterans with experience to put around them. You know, you're trying to, you know, put Harrison Barnes with these guys, a Corey Joseph. You know what? These guys don't need more mentors. They need to play better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear people blaming Corey Joseph for this season. It's Corey Joseph. Right. What what did Corey Joseph ever do to anybody to get the, the ire of the, of the Kings fan base? I, I I don't know. I don't think he's nearly as bad as people try to make him out to be. He's Corey Joseph. Yeah. He does what he does. You know yeah, and saying? the thing is, you know, and the and the fact is the this this team has put all its eggs, so to speak, in the Buddy Bogey Fox Bagley basket. Mm-hmm. And that's who the they need at least two of those guys, Fox and Bagley, to be special. Yeah. But they've already paid Buddy like he's special. So you need him to be you you need him to be special too. And he wasn't special in the bubble. And Luke says that Buddy says he's fine physically, that the, the COVID is not, you know, an issue. But this he Buddy is not this bad. No. No. He's not this I, bad. He he's definitely He's definitely not like himself right now. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. I'm not saying he's um, you know, goddamn Tracy McGrady or nothing like that, but he like you said, he's not this bad. He's not this bad. And that that was just disappointing. Everybody knows if you go back into the episodes, I said I was I thought Buddy was going to have a really good bubble. He had the complete opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? And I hate <laughs> the complete opposite. I was wrong about that. And yeah, I just and another thing about it, like I've you know I've mentioned a couple times on Twitter about how I'd be taking calls for Buddy and I'd be looking to move him, and it's not necessarily because I think it's his fault. I don't think it's a good fit, and you know I I, I think he you know has the big contract. You move off him, whatever the case may be. Well, I've talked to people um, that I know that are in the league in the bubble actually, and it ain't happening. Buddy ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Buddy's not going anywhere. This is the group you have. And like I said many times before, you're married to this group. You're married to Vladi and Luke figuring it out. Whether you like it or not, you're married to that. But I'm going to tell you this. I'd have that divorce lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I'd have that divorce lawyer ready to go because something's got to give after this next season. I just think I just think everyone got tricked by last season. Everyone got fooled. Everyone thought, look, they want. And I said, if you look at the league, the history of the league, every year there's some team that maybe does better than expected, and everyone gets excited about, and then they come back to earth. The Kings were that team, and everyone was, oh, they won third. Okay, and I've, I've written about it. I've said it on here. Yeah, they were ninth, but they were closer to tenth, eleventh, and twelfth than they were to eighth. Yeah. 
you know, and I always said, stop looking at the number of every season is different. Every season is different. So you can look at the number of wins and be like, oh, yeah, that that they and like but you, that year. Thirty nine wasn't nearly good enough to get you in the playoffs. And like I said, if if the Lakers don't shut down LeBron last season, they win more games than the Kings. Yeah. Now you're 10th. So, so do, you, do you feel better if you won 38 and you're 10th? Who cares? You know, and to me, the biggest issue with the Kings last season, again, this season, is that when the games mattered the most, they were at their worst. Mm-hmm. Last year, coming out of the break, what are they, 30 and 27? Then you go, you know, that's when the games matter. They were at their worst. That's, you know, the whole Dave and Buddy thing on the sideline and, you know, all that, you know. So, I mean, the, the, I mean, to me, when you play well matters. You know, even though I like that 20-game stretch they had before the bubble, let's be real. They had been so bad, they probably caught some teams not really caring about them. Yeah. Clippers, probably you know, not one of those, that first Clippers game, Clippers probably thought that was a, a walkthrough. And then also, as Dave always said, when you're that bad, you don't have any pressure. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, they made a game winner. He's like, there's no pressure on them. They're just trying to win a game. It doesn't matter in the big picture. Here's where the pressure was. You know what? We got to execute and beat Dallas to stay in this thing. We got we to gotta realize we need to shut down DeMar DeRozan. We got to do something different. This is where pressure was. And two years in a row, they have not responded well to pressure. And they couldn't get it done, man. They weren't ready this year. They were not ready for the level of intensity that has been in this bubble. This bubble has been serious, bro. This bubble people has been some serious People ain't shit. hooped in months. Yeah, you man. know, they, they ain't trying to go out there and embarrass themselves. Yeah, and they were not ready for that, man. So, And it's just sad to me because they talked all this, no one respects us. No one is. No one's giving us a chance. And I'm like, guess what? The ringer should have left you out because mm-hmm. it, it, the way you played, you might as well have been the damn Washington Wizards, the way you played most of this damn bubble. At least the Wizards had an excuse. At least they had an excuse. They didn't have none. Of it. They, at least they, their two of their best players weren't there. Right. You know, and like I said, I, I am sensitive to the COVID situation with Harrison and Buddy. I don't know what that does to your body. I don't think anyone knows yet to take that much time off and to jump into NBA basketball. But it's like someone says, if you're on the court, you got to do your job. Right. You know, if you can't do your job, get off the court. And those guys were on the court. And and like I said, for me, if Buddy is healthy, the big concern is him. Because in the two games where he made shots, it all was when it didn't matter. And, you know, like today he made some shots in the first quarter. But you're pretty much done already. So what? Right. And... You don't want to be one of those, and, and you know this league has a history of guys who put up big numbers when it doesn't matter. You know they they they're never on a winning team, but they score twenty. I'm trying to think of guys like maybe like a Ricky Davis type. Oh, shout out get, Ricky Davis. <laughs> get buckets, but how many winning teams was Ricky Davis on? You know, and that's not a knock on Ricky, but you know, maybe it maybe kind of comes off as one. But you know, you know you. you are you have to ask her, are those empty points? You know, what's going on here? And the thing is, Buddy's done it in pressure situations, but regular season pressure situations when no one expects anything. And to if, and if you if you look at this season, when did they have expectations to start the year? They had expectations. Start off 0-5. They had expectations in the bubble. Go 1-5. Mm. So 
what that tells me is that when there's pressure, when people expect you to be good, you don't have it. When you're counted out and no one's really looking at you, all of a sudden you start sneaking up on people, you know, and you steal a win here, you steal a win there. But when there's actual pressure and people expect something, you don't have it. And I don't know where you find that in the offseason, if you find that in a gym, uh, if you find, I don't think a coach can put that in you. No, that's, that's in you. That's in you. Period. You know, and you got to you got to be a dog. And I think, you know, you got to be a dog. And I think I said to me, De'Aaron showed it. Bogey, I think, has it. But that ain't enough. You got you need too many damn nice guys. You know, maybe like I said we don't know how missing 10 days of practice affected Rashawn. Maybe that's why he got hurt. Then he couldn't play. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot, you know, to be wondered about, desired about this team and how this thing went. But the reality is the guys out there just didn't, you know, Turnstiles, mm. all just turnstiles. Just Nasty. you know, hey, who has who hasn't gotten their points yet? I mean, if I was if they had fantasy basketball, man, I'd be like, oh my guys are playing the Kings. Let's work. Oh, yeah, let me go ahead and start. <laughs> go ahead and start him. Let's work. We starting Let's him, work. my dude. You know, they might get they gonna give up thirty to somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, everything was spot on, Jason. Once again, Kings lose one twenty nine. 112, yeah, 129, 112 to the Rockets. Get eliminated from playoff contention. And uh, they're just playing the string out for the next two games. So that's that. Um, We're going to talk more about the Kings like we always do on J Street Vibes on our Monday edition. Uh, So make sure you check that out. But, um, yeah, Uh, uh, the only thing left you can do right now for the Kings is just uh, tip your hat and call Austin Rivers my daddy. Oh yeah, Austin James Harden, the ent- yeah the the entire bubble. I mean, outside of New Orleans, who who we'll also we'll get into them yeah. on the next episode. Oh shoot, are we? Shoot, are we can just get into? I don't. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so. I'm like, I can. We can almost just combine it because it all runs together at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is true. This is true. But like I said, we'll we'll we'll, we'll set up the next episode. We're in the post-game show right here. And, um, yeah, man, Kings eliminated. I don't know what's next. We'll, we'll, I don't even know if they play, they play the Pelicans next. We'll be here, we'll yeah. be here after the Pelicans. Yeah, that'll be, that'll, be a, that'll be a fun one. We'll, we'll be here after the Pelicans games talking everything except the Kings versus Pelicans game. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll promise you that one right there. So, Kings lose. Kings lose. 129-112. I am Kenny Carraway. And I am Jason Jones. We up out of here. Y'all be good. Peace.